Hello, Two Forks Tower. This is Sissy Jones, voice of Delilah from Firewatch, and you are listening to the Xbox Expansion Pass. Uh, also, um, you didn't really name the turtle Shelly, did you? <laughs> Welcome one, welcome all to episode 173 of the Xbox Expansion Pass, recorded on Saturday, April 15th, 2023. I am your host, Luke Lore, the Insipid Ghost, joined by my co-host, the intrepid Captain Logan. And in this episode, we break down some of the potentially devastating news for Redfall's launch. We'll examine launch of Ubisoft Plus for Xbox consoles and just what that means. And we have review impressions for Minecraft Legends. It's a doozy. Goodness gracious, as always, we hope you enjoy the show. I am joined today by my co-host, Mr. Logan. How are you, buddy? I'm good. I'm good. It's been a heck of a week, man. We've had some highs and some lows. We're going to be talking about a lot of good stuff this week, I think. So, yeah, Yeah. it's it's been a pretty good week. Yeah, we had a quiet week last week uh which resulted in a longer show for us for some reason yeah and now uh we have got a packed set of notes this week i know i'm worried i'm looking at what we want to talk about and i'm like uh i know keep keep it short keep it sweet right right (laughs) well as always we like to start the show by offering words of kindness those who have made our gaming weeks better logan who's on your uh shout outs this week to make your gaming week better I, I want to thank Katie from the uh, PlayStation Trophy Room community who uh, I saw a post for something and then Twitter algorithm said, oh, you must want to see all of Katie's stuff. So I started seeing all of Katie's stuff and uh, she posted uh, or actually I don't know if it's a she it could be they. So um, she, they, them, um, they posted a, a sale for The Last of Us Part Two for like mm-hmm. 10 bucks. And I'm like, okay. bro, 10 bucks is my budget. That works. Um, mm-hmm. So I always hold off on a lot of PlayStation games to get them like super, super cheap because it's always like single player experience. I'm probably going to play their last right. uh, for, for most of my stuff. And uh, yeah, I was just, I was really, I was like, oh man, you know, usually I like to be the one that's out there like telling people to go buy something when it's super, super cheap, right. um, especially if it's Sea of Thieves. And uh, it was nice to, to see, like, you know, someone doing that as well, but uh, for something that actually caught my attention. And it wasn't Wario 64 for once. Um, so thank you, Katie. I appreciate that. That's cool. So that's real cool. I, I love hearing uh, Joseph Moran give Katie the shout outs on yeah. their Patreon pitch. Yeah. Uh, just because hearing Katie is like one of the coolest, <laughs> coolest uh, ones. So Katie bringing joy. Shout out to, to them for, for crushing it. Shout out to yeah. Katie. Um, I want to give a shout out to Matt without fear. Uh, okay. This, this took place like 10 minutes ago, right before we recorded, he posted a picture of, uh, his family in discord and immediately just like heartwarming. I was like, dang, this guy's got it made. He's sitting with his two kids, loving him up. Uh, it was a feel good picture. So shout out to Matt without fear because, uh, man, it was, it was just, it felt good. It was like, all right, I like seeing this. This is nice. Yeah. Yeah, definitely looked like they were uh they just gotten back from having some fun. Yeah, 
for sure. I've seen a lot because I'm on spring break, uh, or I guess it's ending. By the time this is live, I'll be back at work. Um, I've gotten to see a lot of my coworkers on like vacations and such. And so that's been really cool to see all of them happy and uh, enjoying themselves and, and whatnot. And I had a lot of, uh, I had a lot of good times over my spring break. I went yeah. ATVing with my father, played a lot of games, nice. uh, dove into a lot of stuff. I know we'll talk about Ghostwire and Minecraft Legends and whatnot over break uh, that I played over break. I know we'll talk about that later on the show, but yeah, man, it was, it was a nice restful time. I finished some XCP projects, did two interviews. It was good. Nice. That's yeah. awesome, dude. I got to ask though, like, you know, you, you talked about your coworkers going on vacation. Mm -hmm. uh, did you happen to see what the lunch lady was up to this week? What is the lunch lady to go on her, on her vacation? Uh, the, our lunch lady's <laughs> crushing it. Uh, she's been working out and getting her, getting her like life in order. And, uh, oh, man. She's been crushing it, man. So like, I have nothing but nice things. She's awesome. <laughs> so Amy's cool. She's cool. That's cool. That's yeah. awesome. That, I was not expecting that. So that's. Uh... <laughs> oh, yeah. Let me tell you something, man. Uh, you want to work in a school or, or any job. Truly, this is life advice for anybody that's willing to listen. Um, you be good to the people that that really get things done. Mm -hmm. You be good to the custodial staff, the secretarial staff. You be good to those who uh, are feeding people, who are making things happen. They're the ones that run organizations. It's not mm -hmm. executives. It's not bosses. Uh, it's it's the people that too often go unseen. And so I love them up, man. They're awesome. They're great people. I learned that back in, what was it, like 1998 when uh, Fight Club came out? Ah. Like, treat your weight, stra rates, weight staff uh, well. Yeah. Dude, uh, I love Fight Club. That's such a good movie and good book. I know. Yeah, so really good book too. Surprisingly really good. good book. Um, yeah. Well, not surprisingly. I guess if, if you make a really good movie off of it, it's not because of Brad Pitt and them doing that, but they help. Um, yeah. But you know who who's good to us? Our who's patrons. Our, our patrons, patrons are good to us. And we got a really, we got some good news this week because it was spring bake for you, but it was just a normal work week for me. But mm -hmm. uh, we got our new patron this week. So shout out to Game Positive YT or YouTube if you if I think it's YouTube, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wrong? OK, yeah. yeah. I was like, YT has got to be YouTube. Uh, but thank you to Game Positive for joining up in the patron. If you want to do so, it's very easy. Head over to patreon.com forward slash Xbox expansion pass. Show your support. All the money that you give to us actually goes to Luke. Uh, Luke <laughs> pays me in codes um, and in access. So. Everything that you're doing is helping support the thing that he's been doing for years. He's been doing yeah. this for tons of years and it's been completely free. It's been all out of pocket. So anything that you give to contribute will help recoup costs of years of, of putting hard earned little bits of money from the teachers. Like you can't like there's, I don't know what to do with my hands. You're going too loud. Getting bigger. I feel uncomfortable. <laughs> Teachers don't get paid a whole lot in the United hey. States. So um, everything that you're doing just means that his wife doesn't have to support him monetarily all the time. So everything definitely appreciate it. Love you guys so much. Um, and I think you're doing the call outs this week, right? I am. And I will say uh, Eric Game Positive did a great review for uh, Season Gaming's Minecraft Legends. They did a great review over there. Oh, um, nice. Eric, good, good dude. Good dude. Shout out to Game Positive. Have they given um, it a score? Did, did, I believe he gave it an eight. I believe he gave it an eight, uh, so, which to me makes sense. Based on, yeah, we'll talk. We'll talk. We'll talk. So, <laughs> yeah, I want to read the Patreon names this week. Thank you guys for helping us look and sound better. We are appreciative yeah. uh, of you. Our tier two and three shout outs go to Game Positive. Zach LeCouture, Jam Pack Sam, Matt Valdez, Neo Prime 33, 
Rick Davis, Red Beast, Xbox Mike 29, Matt Without Fear, The Lord Sir Master James Suddy, Brendan Myers, a.k.a. The Winter Gamer, Sony's VP of Marketing, Kevin Butler, Clint Coombs, DJ Hero, and Dano12. Thank you guys so much for supporting XEP at tiers two and three. We are grateful for you. I hope you guys are enjoying Creator Talk. Uh, we've had Mr. Boomstick. We've had uh, Fame2K. Randall Thor19 will be on our next episode. And last week's episode was Lord Cognito. Hope you guys are enjoying that. And the Xbox wrap up each month as well for tier three patrons. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you helping us out. Really cool. Yeah. We so Look, so we had an interesting week. And mm-hmm. and I wanted I wanted to ask you because we were just talking about game positives uh mm-hmm. review of Minecraft. Do you want to start off with the the Minecraft stuff and get that out of the way, or do you want to jump into the uh the other news? Let's go to we can go to Minecraft first. That doesn't bother me right. in the slightest. Uh, so to get it out of the way, you and I were provided codes of Minecraft Legends uh, early. Thank you, Xbox, Microsoft. And thank you, Xbox and Microsoft. Absolutely. That was a really cool uh, win for us to, to land that. So we really enjoyed uh, quite a bit of time with Minecraft Legends. I know I am around the 15-hour mark. I finished the main campaign, yet to play multiplayer. Um, nice. How much time have you or did you put in You know, at the time of this recording? Um, so I'm, I'm over 15 hours. Uh, I have not completed the main campaign. Um, I, I find myself slowly continuing to grind through the strongholds mm-hmm. and run around and looking for secrets and stuff. So that mm-hmm. was, I, I, I'm surprised you got it done in the 15. Cause I was like, man, I still got a lot of big stuff I want to go do. Yeah. I, uh, I dropped it to easy around hour 10, um, because oh. I wanted to see the end to 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 be able to talk about um just just to kind of talk about the campaign and think um, about that yeah so that that was why i think i had an easier time um but i got to say i am genuinely very high on minecraft legends i saw a, a run of review scores that ranged from the lowest being a 5 out of 10 which i do not in the at all agree with i saw pc gamer and a few others were giving it like fives and sixes yeah um that that really surprised me. I don't. That's not my experience at all. I saw some uh, much higher reviews, kind of topping out around eight, eight five. Um, yeah, which which I would comfortably say is fine to me. This is if we gave numbers, it'd be between a kind of a seven and an eight, or a seven five and an eight five, kind of in that realm. Um, but I'm really high on this game. Uh, I really really enjoy it. I have a lot it's of fun. joy that I found. It, it is fun, right? Um, this is a game that I'm not quite sure who it's targeting. So we should set some some premise here. Of course, it's in the Minecraft universe. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of people confused about what type of game it is because we had the Minecraft spinoff Minecraft Dungeons a few years ago, which is a uh, Diablo Diablo, which is a, it's <laughs> Minecraft Dungeons is great. Um, yeah, really enjoy that game. I like it a lot. Um, but no one was quite sure what this was. Well, it's an action rts game but it's not pure action it's not pure rts there's uh, a bit of kiting that goes on and a bit of like uh, moving around uh likened to i think starcraft or warcraft 3 i would Uh, say i would say warcraft 3 more mm -hmm. than starcraft uh just because warcraft 3 has uh, heroes Mm -hmm. whereas starcraft never had heroes unless Mm -hmm. you had like one very specific mission where you had rainer but rainer had a couple special abilities but much like uh, Warcraft 3, like your hero in this one is kind of like your 
all intents purposes like the 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 main character does everything kind of thing which is interesting they they made some interesting choices with this they did i think the problem though with trying to compare it to warcraft 3 or or really any other game at the moment is that anything that could be compared to in that realm is decades removed from release so we've not seen games like this in a long time you do play as a hero uh, you can swipe and hit enemies, but really your job is to uh, spawn allies, clear bases as you move around. You can hit things, but really you're spawning allies and then sending your allies with you into battle. Uh, you yeah. can do some micromanagement, but really no. Think maybe Pikmin-esque. Again, not a say. perfect n- not a perfect one-to-one comparison here. This has got a little bit of everything in it. Um, it doesn't necessarily, to me, feel like they have one clear genre that it encompasses and yet the game works very well this to me is not targeted to kids despite minecraft but it's also not so complex that like a 10 year old can't figure it out right yeah Um, i would i would say that it pulls some of the best things from pikmin which is um building up an army getting the ability to to like amass a, a large number of uh varied mobs and each mob has its own little specialty so like you know, you've got little little stone golems that are good at, at siege. You've got uh, skeleton archers, which are good for siege. You've got uh, little um, zombies that are are good warriors. They're good for fighting against uh, main like battles. And then you've got little moss golems, which are your healers. So you can you want a mix of a little bit of everything. You know, you've got you got the um, the creepers, which are really good siege as well too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in in they've done a they've done a really good job of separating the mobs which are purely for combat Mm -hmm. to the alays which are purely for gathering Mm -hmm. and they've done a really nice job of saying like okay well if you want to if you if you have like peons or if you have like units that just gather in like warcraft 3 or starcraft you know like probes or what have you uh then they'll go out and they'll do it but it's it's a a just on the area that you tell them to start um gathering and then when they're done they'll return to you so Mm -hmm. you can mine because each each the whole world is kind of spread out each Mm -hmm. area has its own little zone and it's nice because each zone uh, has a village that has a chest and that chest has a specific amount of resources mm-hmm. for everything, but also for that zone as well too. And there's a song that you can build at the wellspring that allows you to collect all of the, the chests at once, which is really nice. Um, oh, hold on. Cause that we haven't even prepped what that is. So oh, that's fair. <laughs> what, what we're, what we're, it's, it's difficult to describe because it is a new take on minecraft but in order to get resources you send out allays to do it for you you don't have to do any mining yourself but you do which have to love. pick areas where they gather resources which is a very simple process and then to expand your repertoire of moves or things that you can build or whatnot you need to liberate areas and also uh it does not call them this but essentially you're getting blueprints to new structures that you build at kind of your home base which then allows you to do more things gain abilities gain build types uh at kind of your supplementary bases and whatnot so uh there's a lot of what will feel like management and is very complex in description but once you do it once it's pretty easy to figure out i would say you you gotta you gotta really kind of understand like how rts systems work like you have 
you have to slowly start to build up to the higher quality stuff if you want if you want to have like you can start off with wood walls and wood walls will be good for early game but eventually you're going to want to upgrade those walls and you'll have turrets and those turrets will be good for early game but eventually you want to upgrade those turrets as well so as you progress and the further you progress the more you do you start to unlock uh new structures that help try and bolster the the older structures that you have it's kind of like tower defenses where mm-hmm. you know you just slowly start upgrading the towers and stuff like that um and with minecraft legends they've done kind of a nice way to 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 kind of like slowly stagger the progress for you so that way you're not overwhelmed with a ton of different options and you're not quite sure what to do like you can actually get special towers uh for towns and stuff that are out in the world but unless you stumble upon them uncover what you have to do and then follow through that that little mini quest uh you won't be able to do anything with those towers and it's mm-hmm. not until not not until you kind of actually go out there and, and see them for yourselves that you'll actually be able to do that but i really loved that they pulled the the manual like gathering resources out of this um mm-hmm. it's one of the things i don't like about minecraft is the constant like just digging 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 looking for things right um I don't mind it in like SteamWorld Dig for some reason, but for Minecraft, it, it bores me to tears. So it's a different type of, of digging for sure. Yeah. Um, so when I when I saw the Alays and the little Alays, there's little little spirits that that go out and gather for you. They're also the the same things that build your structures up as well too. So seeing that I had like two pools to work from, one for gathering, one for building, I was like, oh, this is cool. It's not like. I'm, I'm stuck with just a certain number. And, and the more you kind of go out and venture into the world, the more you can find stuff that will help increase the pool of alays that you have available to you, which is really nice too. And there's also ways for you to increase to like bolster the, the amount of enemy or mobs that you can spawn for your army as well too. Um, I think, to, to, oh, go ahead. Well, one of the things I want to talk about as far as like the, the that army in general is because the game you joke with me often that uh, I like handholdy stuff, right? Like I don't I do that. Ex- That's Ains. You supported Ains in his mocking me. Um, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna tell him he's wrong because he's right. <laughs> but he's the one that pokes you about it. He does. He does. So of course Ains was was in on some review stuff for season gaming as well, and so we were able to discuss and chat things without um, breaking into yikes. You know, we were setting some stuff up, and one of the things that was interesting to me was I played this game one way for the first like two or three hours before Mm. you gave me such a clean bit of advice that was so obvious. And yet I was aloof (laughs) to, uh, because at night the, the, the piglins will come out and they will attack the villages that you have reclaimed. Um, those villages that you reclaim in turn, give you more resources and such. So you want to kind of clear your map. Uh, but at night they are vulnerable. And so, that's where the tower defense and defending of your area aspects come in. And so I would build up towers and try to defend multiple villages at once simultaneously. And it just didn't work. And I was like, why not? I'm spawning in, I'm going in, I'm using my hero, I'm attacking, I'm fighting. And it completely did not occur to me because the game gives you the option, but never really emphasizes it in terms of the tutorial of the, the, of the, of the campaign. You said very obviously, so blatantly obvious that it pains me now. You said, Luke, <laughs> build walls. And I was like, build wall, build walls. Yeah. 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 That's so obvious. It was just like, what? But the game never told me to build walls ever. It was like, yeah, you have the option to. And I just moved right along because I thought I was playing an action game. 
Mm-hmm. I was playing it like an action game. I just I just was. I was bouncing off another game I'm playing for review, which is a lot of action. Uh, and I was just I was like, I'm building tur- or, uh, you know, towers. But it was so interesting to me that this very simple concept uh, was lost on me in this moment. And then once I did it, I'm like, this makes so much more sense. And then you and I were discussing our our troubles taking down some of the enemy villages because the piglins have their own what you would call villages or areas, fortresses. Uh, And there are so many ways to take them down. You could just keep spawning enemies and kite them in there and go uh, and chip away at their defenses. You could build launchers to fire massive uh, rocks in the the ways that you can build and attack the strategies involved. There is a depth to this game that is not apparent if you are just playing the campaign. And I think that's where PVP is going to really come alive. Uh, And that's why I'm so glad that this game is one $40, which the value here for a $40 game, well beyond that of many full release Full, yeah. full price titles like minecraft legends is is well worth 40 dollars. you know um and then it's on multiple platforms right. that's all, one of the thing i want to say was it's on multiple platforms this because minecraft does a good job of getting everywhere it's everywhere a lot yeah. of people are gonna have a chance to play this and, and of course game pass which everybody should check out i'm i, I wanted to to because i know i put in the show notes uh that it was 40 dollars, and that was going off of our of our, our provided materials for this um but i was on my playstation 5 last night and uh, I was looking up Minecraft Legends. Um, first off, very interesting that Minecraft Legends, um, not a new IP, but definitely a new entry in the IP, still cross-platform, cross still going over to PlayStation and, and Nintendo. It's, it's, you know, we've heard, we've had discussions about this and, and uh, as far as like the, the whole acquisitions of, of studios and whatnot and what, what's mm-hmm. exclusive, what's not exclusive. Um, but a fresh game, even if it's still within the same IP, uh, going cross-platform from Microsoft Studios, from Mojang. And uh, I noticed on my PlayStation that Minecraft Legends is actually $50, but it's on sale for $40 for the launch. You'd have to check and see if that's the deluxe edition or not. Oh, um, that's which, a good which point. might be the case because I've that even seen it. some people mention that it's $30. When I do a nice little bit of Googling while we're talking, uh, Best Buy... Uh, has the the deluxe edition at 50 and the standard edition at 40 uh those are listed for xbox uh switch version on amazon deluxe edition at 50 standard edition at 40 so i think that's what you're seeing that might Um, be it then uh which is you know every game seems to have a deluxe edition now um i truly don't know if our review codes included the deluxe or not because depending on the outlet sometimes they do sometimes they don't yeah um when during the review process there is a store option but there was no like you would click on it and you wouldn't get any ping back and i've not checked it since full launch um yeah. but like i see a world where we do get some i mean we we know it's gonna have some microtransactions somewhere uh i would imagine more skins, cosmetics yeah. right yeah um you give me the ability to you know have a mount that's a ghost and a master chief suit i think that's what i was trying to to explain to you when we were off air like a couple weeks or a week or so ago oh Um, okay i would love to play as like master chief on a ghost as like a mount because you can get different mounts in the game and a parrot a tiger uh a beetle uh, beetle yeah um i'm just a regular horse the beetles op though um because i i was i don't know about you but there's a couple strongholds that are that are designed a little bit differently 
Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll be honest, man, like the beetle mount would be would be choice for that because it'll climb on anything. Um, but there's there's a couple that I'm, I'm I want to talk to you about because there's one that I can't access that I'm ready to go destroy. I just can't access it. So I, I want to talk to you about that later. They're uh, sure happy to. But yeah, the, the each of the piglin enemy types, because uh, there are multiple types of piglins, each uh, tribe, as it were, has a build style and an enemy style that they make use of. And one of them builds really high, like they go really yeah. high up and you've got to basically like for me, the tactic I use was bridge to bridge, 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 bridge across all the different platforms, which meant chipping uh-huh. away uh, in almost spiral fashion. But there were so many ways I could see to take down enemies. Um, yeah. And many times, to- like I gotta tell you, if I replayed the campaign, I would do it all different now, mm. completely differently. Um, I ran into there. one problem, which I know a lot of people are going to hear and either dismiss or be like, I'm having that problem too, where I lost a village. I lost the creeper village and I have to reignite something. Mm. And you have no idea what I'm talking about. Nope. Eric game positive has no idea what I'm talking about. Uh, several people I've talked to, they're like, I don't know what you I don't know what you mean. And yet it very, anything. very clearly tells me that I need to reignite something. Yeah, that's well, <laughs> yeah. And I have no idea how to bring fire uh, to this. So I'm just like, oh, interesting. Yeah. Huh. Um, but interesting. let's talk about the, the, the building, because that was a frustration for me, but you had a problem with some of the, the building uh, elements like walls. Yeah. And such, and so did I. So go ahead and share that. So I, the, re, the like I wanted to um, we've, we've kind of waxed poetic about how good this game is. I wanted to mm-hmm. give players a, a, a little bit of feedback as to why this isn't like a 10 and why I would say it's more like an eight. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the problem that I have with this is uh, there's two main issues. The main issue that I have right now is it's okay to build something like building is actually pretty straightforward. Uh, the ALAs do, do do it all. You just designate where you want stuff. You can't put stuff on other stuff. You can't put stuff where people are. Obviously those are kind of the main things. Uh, the trouble runs into is if you, if you say like you build a wall and later you decide "Mm, that wall's too close into the village, I want to move that wall out. Uh, the problem that I run into is that removing walls, is done section by section. So if if a wall has like 10 segments, you can't just decide that the whole wall gets taken down. You have to go individually to each mm-hmm. one of the 10 sections and tell the game to remove it. And it is like, hold down Y. So that's really frustrating because it doesn't allow me to feel, it punishes me um, with time by feeling like I, I have to make, I have to think so far ahead about how I want this town to be laid out that if I don't do it right the first time, it's going to take forever for me to uh, remove walls or, or readjust things. And then there's a, a boss later in the in the the game that comes as a result of of doing something that just absolutely decimates all buildings and walls. Like he just plows through them like it's nobody's business. It's like he's cutting through butter with a hot knife, and it's ridiculous because it's like, well, I kind of wish I could do that. <laughs> I kind of wish I could just remove walls that quickly, but he's, he's a really tough boss. So, um, it makes sense, but I had a, I had a real problem with this and I was, and I was really trying to find like, you know, a good solution, but I really can't find any solution. And maybe this is a failings on, on just the amount of time that I've played on it. Um, but I didn't feel like I had a good way to quickly shift stuff. So I wish there was a way that I could move or adjust pre-built walls that I'd put up 
Um, so that way I didn't have to just go through section by section. But did you run into any of that at all? Or is that just a me problem? It's not a you problem. I think something Minecraft Legends does really well is take its control scheme and put it on a controller. You yeah. could you could use keyboard and mouse on PC. You can do controller on PC and still be comfortable on Xbox, which is where I played uh, my time. I was on my Series X um, performance was top tier, by the way. Um, game looks beautiful, but I had no problems using a controller after about 30 minutes. It took a little bit. There's a lot going on. And yeah. as well as it like it, it is the best RTS style game on a controller. Second to Halo Wars that I've ever played. And I liked Supreme Commander and Command and Conquer and all that stuff as well. But uh, you're right. Yeah, removing buildings is a pain. Sometimes building is a pain. Like uh, ramps especially bother me. It's not hard, but it's tedious uh, in a way yeah. that like in a quick fight, it's not easy to do. But I don't think this is meant for quick moment to moment type fighting. You're meant to build your army, send them in and see what happens. Um, and you can do some micromanaging and quick build stuff. But it's to th thus far, I should say. Uh, hasn't quite revealed itself to be easy there is a quick build option that i've not made use of much uh, that you can add to it but i feel like at 15 hours i have just scratched the surface of what could be a very deep game if i wanted it to be or i could keep playing the way i'm playing and still have fun like this is having finished the game now i'm happy to go back i would play it again i would would love to do some uh like pvp stuff with people i don't know that i would want to like i would love to play with my friends against the computer kind of thing um i definitely want to try that there were parts of the campaign that felt like it was meant to be co-op mm -hmm. on standard difficulty i think that felt like that to me uh and i had less issues when i was playing on easy mode which is the last two hours of my experience but maybe that was just because i didn't understand and i was learning things you know go back yeah. to the point of like oh build walls obvious but I was playing an action game. So maybe there's an element to it that I'm still learning, but I really got to say like this, this to me is doesn't reach the highs of hi-fi rush or even age of empires two. But like when you put this next to the releases, I feel like Xbox has done a very good job. We've got legends, age of empires, hi-fi rush, ghostwire, Tokyo, uh, plus the expansion to Forza and then season three of halo. Like, I know we're about to do, we're about to we're about to crap all over Xbox, um, but like that's a good win. This is a nice win category. I feel. Yeah, yeah. The only other thing I think I would want to toss in is is I had trouble with um, the AI. So so much like with Pikmin, your mobs follow you a lot in this, and uh, I I was I really wish that the AI pathing was a little bit better, especially given the the ramps that you have to build, because you mentioned how difficult those can be. Mm -hmm. It's not as, as smooth as I would hope. Um, it's good. It works. You set a spot where you want the bottom of it, and then you set a spot where you want the top. But um, I ran into a problem where so much of the terrain is uneven, and there's dips and in, in valleys, and there's weird you know things, and, and everything that you build is flat. Like it's, it's the top of the staircase is flat. So if it's not on a flat surface, there's a gap or a hole or something like that. And sending your enemies to a spot to go attack or your mobs, I always say enemies, sending your minions to go attack a spot. Mm -hmm. Sometimes if they don't go up the ramp, then they'll go off to the side and then they'll stand at the bottom of the, of the little pedestal that you're at. And sometimes mm -hmm. those are your healing mobs and your 
regular creatures are dying because your healing mobs are stuck on the bottom of the floor. So I kind of wish that the AI worked a little bit better. It was a little more intuitive as to like what your intention is, as opposed to just click, go here and attack or your a move effectively Mm -hmm. and worked a little bit better. But this for all intents purposes, like we're ending kind of on the cons here, but, but overall I will say this game is polished. Mm -hmm. It looks good. It mm-hmm. plays well. It does a really good job of of taking some of the RTS strategy that you would expect out of building up towns, building up defenses, upgrading those, and having a clear understanding of like what you have to do to be able to do that. Because in the center of the map, you have a wellspring, and there's four little pedestals around the wellspring, and you upgrade your either your gathering or your mobs uh, size, or your army size, or your building structures. Like there's ways to kind of gain uh materials to be able to from destroying piglin encampments to be able to build out these these different things to kind of grow and expand what you're capable of doing so you can take on the larger stuff that's for the later of the game and i'm really glad that they've that they've attempted this because i I think that there is like a pure essence here kind of like we're going to be getting pikmin 4 later this year and it'll be really interesting to kind of see like how minecraft legends weighs compared to Pikmin 4, uh, because I think Pikmin has understood for a long time like how to manage manage an actual army of different types of creatures. Mm. And that's something that I think Minecraft Legends has a very interesting and unique approach to with the UI and how you do that. Um, but it is not fast. And I think yeah. I would like it to be faster the way Pikmin is. Um, but overall, I would say... This is a this is a big game for um, Minecraft and, and mm-hmm. Mojang. I, I think they've done a great job with it. I think this is probably one of the the more fun games that I've played this year so far. And we're not even into the big stuff that's that's coming up. So I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing what people think of this uh, and reading some of the other reviews out there and seeing seeing like what they're doing with this. I think uh, you 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 kind of hit the nail on the head there, and I fully agree with you. And I would point. Uh, strongly, by the way, anybody that hasn't checked it out or is on the fence or Minecraft's not your thing, play this game. You will enjoy it. Game Pass uh, gives it in spades, and this is a great, great uh, option for you to check out. And also, uh, if you are missing Diablo because of the betas being gone, give Minecraft Dungeons a shot. Uh, that is a good game as well. I thought yeah. Minecraft's spinoffs have been good. Um, so, yeah, definitely a win for this one. I'm quite pleased with it. Uh, and t- to me, it was quite a contrast to the Redfall news because we were I'm so high on Minecraft Legends and yet so disappointed by uh, Redfall's news, which came out this week, um, officially announced that Redfall at launch will be getting a quality mode mode only on Xbox consoles. It'll be running in 4K on Series X, 1440p on Series S. 30 frames per second, uh, no 60 frames per second option, no performance mode option at launch. That's going to be coming in a later date. Jose Martinez wrote in wanting to know our thoughts on this one. Uh, a lot of people are tossing out the idea of, well, Xbox should delay it. Performance mode is a must. You need to have it. Uh, 30 frames is not acceptable. I have often said, Logan, that the goal of XCP is not to be inflammatory, it's not to become fanboyish-ish. Uh, we are not to bash PlayStation, because I know our views would be higher if we did. Uh, we're not to 
avoid criticism of Microsoft uh, or whatnot. But to me, this is indicative of a serious problem. I think this this really is a bad blow uh, and showcases an extreme disappointment and a failing on Bethesda and thus Microsoft to support their first party. When you factor in that all the coverage to this point has been 60 frames per second, when you factor in that all the marketing for Xbox is the world's most powerful console, and you look at uh, a title that is meant to be a flagship title that is going to be launching feature incomplete. They've already made that mistake with Halo, and now they're doing it again with uh, with Redfall, seemingly. Um, I've not gone hands-on with Redfall. I did see that atrocious uh, IGN video, which my heart goes out to that reviewer, but also, like, come on, guys. You, you need to know how to play an FPS if you're going to be covering an I, fps i watched that finally i finally was, got to see that video it was very it was, confusing it was frustrating because you know that, that guy's just trying to do his best to do coverage but also like it really did paint the game in a bad light and that's not to me that's not indicative of what the experience is supposed to be and so that that doesn't does redfall no favors one, one more part point if you don't mind i will say for all this 30 frames per second coverage i have full intentions on playing redfall covering redfall and enjoying redfall with my friends because i'm all about finding the fun and if the experience is good i'm gonna have a blast with it there are plenty of 30 fps games that i love and so for it is an extreme disappointment i am upset i am disappointed in microsoft truly disappointed in microsoft for allowing it to get to this point and, and for making the marketing faux pas here uh but I still intend on playing it and it still looks super fun. Yeah. Yeah. I, and, and to kind of touch on the IGN thing real quick, I, I want to say that I, even if you have yeah, the worst gameplay in, in existence for a video, nothing is telling you, you have to put that video out. And also uh, editors feel free to have liberties with, with the footage too. you know, cut it up the way you want, not the way it was. Yeah. Um, try to try to showcase it better. Cause there's, so many things that you could do, even with the footage that you had, that could probably cut a better promo yeah. than than putting that out because it 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 really puts it, like it doesn't put Redfall into a bad light because there's so much other coverage out there that is that is. Oh, proving... I disagree. I disagree. Because well, oh, oh. IGN's job is not to promote Redfall. IGN's job is to cover a game in earnest, and to yeah. me, it did not feel like they were showcasing something in earnest and our topic is not ign but like i felt to me like they did damage to redfall's pr and damage to the redfall as a game by not showcasing what the game looks like it is mind you haven't played mm -hmm. i respect that um and as i saw from other outlets content creators that did go hands-on it looked far more i like like it was meant to be so I the what I will say is I'll, I'll push back and say that I, I've seen better footage from the studio themselves. They've put out videos that have really showcased stuff a lot better. Mm -hmm. um, if anything, this shows uh, the, the competence levels at IGN more than it shows what's bad about Redfall, because mm -hmm. I, I could see the gameplay from IGN and be like, oh, you know, I could probably have played that way. That, that probably is a very similar experience to people that I've seen play games. So I can't mm -hmm. fault them for saying that. But their their job is to cover the game in earnest, like you mentioned. Mm -hmm. um, and if anything, this shows that they didn't have a clear idea of what they wanted to show outside mm -hmm. of just pure gameplay. And that's that's more competence on their level than it was. And not to, not to speak ill of IGN, because I actually really... I actually really love IGN. I think As IGN is one of my favorite outlets. So 
Um, We'd to, have to more views if we dished IGN too. <laughs> yeah, it's probably true. I think they're a good outlet. Um, yeah, I, I do too. I think they're a good outlet. I think they work hard. Um, I think they're they're constantly striving to 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 find what what's good. And unfortunately, the the money that they make is not from the the coverage that they get. Uh, the money they make is from the the hits they get on their website for their guides and strategy mm-hmm. stuff like that. So yep. it, it's it's hard knowing that the thing that you were probably the most passionate about, which is making videos and covering games first is not the thing that's actually going to bring home the money. It's the ads that are on your sites for this, for the, the, the coverage that you provide as far as guides and stuff like that. That's gotta be painful for me. Right. Um, but to get to the, the back to the actual Redfall discussion, this is a, this is a lose, uh, in, in for this announcement, I'm, I'm not saying the game is a lose, but I'm saying that the, this and this finding this out was disappointing because so often um and and it makes me wonder if there's an inherently an issue going on with open world multiplayer games that are co-op uh because it feels like this was an issue with halo it feels like it was an issue with gotham knights which uh, i think a lot of us anticipated that being a four-player co-op game in an open world and it ended up only being a two-player co-op and i Mm -hmm. I really, I really do believe that they cut those other two people because of performance, um, which is why the world's always looked so empty in their promo stuff. I haven't played it, so I can't speak to, you know, how populated it was with Wait, other cars which, and players. Which game? Gotham Knights. Oh, OK. Yes, 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 yes. OK, cool. I was making um, sure I didn't. Yes. So it feels like it feels like there is still inherently a design issue going on where engineers are not able to eke out the performance that we expect with most titles uh, at the numbers that we're hoping for, which is, you know, 4K 30 or 1080 60 or 1440 60, um, something along those lines. 30 frames for me has been something that I've relegated to the Series S. Little boy is is the, the where you go if you're okay with 30 frames per second because you're gonna get the 1080 or the 1440p with mm-hmm. the 30 frames per second on the smaller system that doesn't have the graphical power power that the Xbox Series X does, especially mm-hmm. given that the Xbox Series X has been touted many times as the the game system that can actually produce more for more full 4k at native as opposed to upscaling or or you know uh whatever it is the 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 resolution tampering that they do with some stuff like gears is is really good at that um they can constantly put out you know 4k uh with with a a, a close to, to relatively fast loading speed uh, most of the time, like a PlayStation 5 probably loads faster in most cases, but probably doesn't put out 4K in true earnest 4K as often as this Xbox Series X when it comes to those multi-plat titles. So seeing a first party studio who was working on a PlayStation version has been showing off the marketing material at 60 frames per second to come out at 30 frames like it, it feels like there's a disconnect. Like why why didn't we know this sooner? Why why weren't they showing it at thirty to begin with? Like especially if they've scrapped uh, all of the the you know the right. porting of this to the PlayStation Five. That's an entire team that can work on something else or is being reallocated onto other things because obviously they're not going to fire those people. Uh, they're they're going to put them on different stuff because it's not their it's not the studio's fault that Microsoft bought them. Um, I think I think clearly what happened was they were working overtime trying to get 60 frames for launch 
Yeah. And they didn't. I think that's clearly what happened. That's what was going on. And they didn't. So they were hoping, hoping, hoping. And then that's why this had to come out this way. And that's, to me, inexcusable when you look at some of the other uh, games that, that are hitting 60 or better. Like Sea of Thieves does 60 or better. Open world. Sea of Thieves does like 180, 120. Yeah. Like, uh, Gears 5 does that. Deathloop does that. Halo Infinite does that in multiplayer. De- Doom Eternal does that. Uh, yeah. Minecraft Dungeons, I think even Master Chief Collection can get there. And Psychonauts 2. Like, like there's a lot. Like, people have been putting out uh, all types of lists of things that, that do it well. And I'm sure that that was the goal with 60 frames. The problem is when you have the marketing showcasing 60 and everybody's yeah. banking on it. And it's... Frames per second does not bother me when the game is clean and polished and runs well. And it, I had a great time with Gotham Knights. I know people lambast me for that, but I really enjoyed my time with it. It was very clear I was playing 30 frames. After a few minutes, though, I did not notice it in the slightest. And if but, I'm having fun with my friends, I'm not going to notice it. That's not the point. Is, the is point it? Is, but but, it, but we're talking about an FPS versus an action third person game, right? Sure. Yep. So there's there's a little bit of difference that I think comes with this. Like, and and I think um, Miles Dompierre put a, a great uh, thread out this on Twitter, where he said, you know, this is this is something that we should we should be expecting for FPS games. Like, I want to play a system. I bought a system expecting 60 frames per second for all of my titles. That's why I didn't go with the Series S. That's why I went with the Series X. And yes, I will be playing Zelda at 720. 20 frames per second uh when tears of the kingdom comes out like i'm 100 fine with that and i'm and i'm i've seen so many people talking about oh well we were fine with 30 frames per second a couple generations ago oh we were we were fine with that it's like yes but you don't buy a new pc with a, a 3070 or a 4090 card and accept 30 frames per second for your games you just don't do that that's not that's not the expe- expectation with the purchase price that you're going into right so why are we buying 500 next gen consoles and accepting 30 frames per second at, at whatever at the 4k like i'm i'm okay with having options like but the game was delayed since 2022 i don't think anyone anticipated it actually launching summer 2022 when they announced it back in was it 2021 so I, I feel like this was a, a disconnect with what our expectations are. And, and you brought up the, the, the question of, of delaying the game. Honestly, given the launch date, it's hitting at the beginning of May. Like a week later is Tears of the Kingdom. A week after that is, is um, I think there's something else coming out in May as well. And then and before like... That, we, before that was Jedi. Yeah, so like Jedi. Then this was supposed to come out or is coming out and then uh tears of the kingdom for zelda so and then after that is diablo 4 and then at the very end is pikmin 4 in in june like just just wait just put take this from may put it in july make it a full year delay get the 60 fps in there and i think everyone would be fine i think everyone would be okay with this getting pushed to july if it meant coming with the 60 frames I I think you're right, but I don't. I don't. Delaying would be fine. It's not going to happen. Um, not delaying at this point. 
No, it's not. Delaying, delaying would be fine, but I think there are a lot of cases like they've struggled to de- define what Redfall was going to be. Uh, is this an FPS? Is this Back for Blood? Is this Left for Dead? Is this Far Cry? Um, <laughs> and it sounds like we're leaning towards Far Cry, which I was doing some some Googling while you were chatting. And a lot of the Far Cry games, even six, have launched at, at 30 frames per second and been fine. Um, and later on came out with 60 frames per second stuff. And again, I think we're going to be fine. I think the gameplay will be fine. I think this will be a footnote in the memory of Redfall. The problem is, is it damning Redfall to be mediocre uh, in the minds of casuals that don't know? I don't think they care. I don't I don't think the casuals even understand what's going on with the Redfall. What... I should rephrase then. Okay. I don't mean the casuals that are... I mean the casual player of Game Pass that is is listening. So not engaged casual. Yes. The engaged casual versus the one that's not listening to podcasts. I don't know if that makes sense, but people that are listening at a distance. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So to (laughs) us, I think it makes sense because there's a big difference between the casuals that are not listening that see the game in, in the store or see it on game pass and they don't listen to podcasts or coverage. They're like, Oh, red falls out. I'm gonna play it. Um, and those that are like following the storyline because those that are following guarantee you the people that are, 90% 90% of the people that are like, oh, I'm, not, I'm I'm waiting. And those are the same people that said they were waiting on Gotham Knights or any other game and they jumped in. I'm boycotting Call of Duty and they jumped in. Um, mm-hmm. And to anybody that's on the fence, please don't miss out on a fun game on principle when you want to play it. If you are on principle stuck on you're like, oh, on principle, I'm not doing it. But but you don't want to play it really. It's like, okay, cool. Rock on. Or you're like, hey, I can wait. I will wait because I want yeah. the best experience. Rock on. Wait. But don't miss out on fun that you want to experience. If I had if I had waited on Gotham Knights, um I would have missed out on a lot of good times that I had with it. You know, for for nary a benefit. Um yeah. So so I guess that's my big thing is like our whole thing is finding the fun. I am very disappointed in Microsoft, Bethesda, uh Redfall in general on the 60 frames part but I'm still fully intending to go in eyes open and have fun with my friends, have fun with the game. And I'm not going to punish my experience with the game based on principle. Now, if I get in there and that 30 frames isn't clean, it isn't fun. That's a different conversation, but I'm not going to miss out. Asterisk. Sorry. Well, I just want to say there's also a thousand things to play right now. We just talked about like, in the next three weeks, Dead Island, Jedi, Tears of the Kingdom, Redfall, all just bing, 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 bing. Rock on. Like if, if Redfall's, if you can wait and you want to wait, wait. Cool. That's that's my point right there. And, and I only have anecdotal evidence to this, but I, I put out a poll and it got a few few votes on there. But the 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 small anecdotal pool that I pulled from said that they they feel like missing a feature is it hurts worse at launch than just delaying it. And, and you bring up a strong point that there's going to be two groups of people. There's going to be the group of people that are okay accepting a 30, 30 FPS uh, first-person shooter um, at launch. And then there's going to be the other group of people that aren't, and they're going to wait for that 60 frames per second patch because that's how they, they're used to shooters, and that's where they feel comfortable because there's, there's, you know, it's just, it's, it's proven that, <laughs> that more FPS than a shooter is better for the actual shooter as far as like yes. smooth uh, gameplay. Um, and there's going to be two sets of people and they're going to want to, they're going to have to make that decision. Like, are we going to have to wait for the 60 FPS patch, which we don't know when it's going to hit, 
and play it then versus the people that are going to play it at launch regardless with the 30 fps so you're going to break up two groups of people that that are willing to accept it as opposed to having the feature built in from launch whereas if you just delay the game to july not only are you getting out of the way of four or five different other titles that are launching within a, a two-month period, um, but you're also dropping in the middle of a time when right now there's nothing going on. Like there's nothing going on for July or August. Like there's some stuff for August, but there's nothing in July. And I don't know if yeah, that's right. just... Hmm? Uh, no, I'm look, you're right. Yeah there's, yeah, there's like nothing going on in July. So it's like if you if you delayed... Because I, I think originally they wanted to, to ship this 2022 in July and everyone was like, there's no way this game is. We haven't seen anything. We've seen nothing about this game. And you're saying that there's a game coming out in July of 2022 from Arcane Studios. Mm-hmm. That's insane. They just released Deathloop. What are you talking about? Uh, and, and, and looking at this, I could say like, hey, if it were me, if I were Phil Spencer, if I were Matt Booty or, you know, or Aaron Greenberg, if I was them, I would say, look. We'll delay it a full year, just like we would do with Halo. Make sure you get your ducks in order um, and, you know, make sure you have all the different options at launch because we don't need to have another marketing snafu like we did with with, you know, campaign co-op for Halo Infinite for for local co-op. Like we need these wins. And, and, And if they're doing this with Redfall, like I'm starting to see a trend and I'm and I'm starting to wonder, like. Well, now what's going to happen with Starfield? Because for all intents and purposes, we think everything's good. We think everything's great with Starfield. I think it's going to be a good launch. But I also they've thought that about Redfall. They've yeah, already, they've, yeah, they've, they've already done it. But how Todd, Todd Howard has never once said that Starfield would be 60 FPS. And that concerns me. That actually kind of concerns me. Because they, they, I would much rather them feel confident about that and the fact that they haven't pushes me into a into a realm of like unease i'm not upset i'm not angry i'm just uneasy because i'm waiting to see like what's going to happen but i was going to say like keep in mind we have the showcase in like the xbox and star xbox bethesda released the xbox starfield showcase in july june 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 um so you're not going to see starfield you were never meant to see starfield for for several months because of the showcase um, and then after the showcase, then you should be worried or excited based on that, I would think, because like they would purposely yeah. hold back for the showcase. I, I, I think the I think the gameplay loop and the the stories and stuff are enough for me for Starfield. But I definitely want it to look good. I definitely want it to feel good. I mean, I'm, I'm playing on the most powerful console that's available right now. I'm not looking for a mid gen refresh because I want studios to start optimizing for the hardware that we have. And if yeah. and if. You know, if if it's supposed to be 4K60, I hope that we're able to get 4K60. But right now, it doesn't feel like studios are able to do that, and it makes me wonder. It's like, well, then what did I buy? Well, so everyone's talking about these mid-gen refreshes, which I'm I'm sure will happen. But like, you've yet to prove me why I have this one. Yeah. Like, you've yet to prove that to me. At least with with uh the Series S, no, the the One S and the One X. Like, I saw a noted improvement right yes like my my old my vcr was was maxed out that vcr yeah. xbox one was maxed out the series the one s the one x showed me why i bought those consoles uh you you need to do something like right now i'm not topping out my my xbox series x at all like and certainly not on flagship titles like 
games that have gotten a notable upgrade Fortnite got a notable upgrade at this generation sea of thieves got a notable improvement when i when i play it on a series x um, oh yeah the load times the, are yeah. fantastic compared to one x correct but i've yet to see the game that sets the standard i think hogwarts did a really good job at being a this gen only visual spectacle yeah. um surprising but beyond that yeah surprise it, it, i think it caught people off guard uh but that's <laughs> i wonder if uh, you know speaking of hogwarts the conversation about hogwarts was consistently trans rights trans rights trans rights that so many people missed out on like a lot of the basic video game elements to compliment and be frustrated by and i wonder if redfall's frame rate frame rate frame rate is going to do the same thing and we're going to miss out on some of the video game qualities sometimes the conversation so many people talked about halo disappointment yeah. co-op campaign yo that multiplayer is fire uh, in terms of gameplay <laughs> like the gameplay is fire like yeah people miss on on that part um so i here's here's what i need to see for arcane studios to feel like this was a justifiable choice instead of delaying it i need the three i need that 30 frames to be locked yeah. Like I need Digital Foundry to throw their hands up in in frustration and be like, we can't find a spot where this game dips below thirty. And and if that's the case, then I'm 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 down for this because I can live with thirty. I don't want to live with thirty. I want to live with sixty. I would I would love to be in a world where 120 is is there for 500 bucks. Yep. But I don't think I'm gonna get 100. I don't think I'm gonna get 120 frames all the time for for 500 bucks. But frame rate frame rate at 30 needs to be locked it, it just has to be you can't you can't tell me that you're striving for 60 and you can't lock 30 so i'm expecting and this is my own expectations this is something i'm putting on myself but i'm i am expecting a locked 30 when i go into redfall and i will be disappointed if there's hitches because there's no reason especially if you're targeting 60. my closing thought on this one is 30 is the expectation, but I don't count frames. That's not how I, that's not how Luke lore plays games. But yeah. if I'm noticing, that's the problem. I shouldn't notice your frame rate. That's um, key. Yeah. That's the that's, thing that hurts me in Zelda Breath of the Wild is when I run into a zone and it starts to, it starts to, to stutter and I start to see that like, oh, oh yeah. I'm playing a Vigi uh, game. Yeah. I don't okay. want to play a Vigi game. I want to play an experience. I don't be in an experience. I do. All right let's uh let's change gears a little bit we had some uh interesting xbox related news and i think that a, a lot of our conversation about xbox first party is kind of going to to change over the next six months as the abk deal finalizes closes out we'll start to wonder if, if we see support studios new ip what are their standards going to be frame rate wise uh development times etc but all of that is built around a Game Pass concept, Game Pass as being uh, the platform, not the console, which again will make you question, why did I spend X dollars on this, that, the other? Um, but several Game Pass related news items were brought out this past week. Microsoft announced yet another 10-year deal uh, with a company called EE to let their games kind of reach ee's cloud-based gaming service now i remind you that they did these 10-year deals to bring uh their titles and their cloud-based services to uh 
to the masses by way of Boosteroid in the Ukraine, GeForce Now. They did a 10-year deal with Nintendo uh, to bring Game Pass and things day and date. Now they're doing it with EE. Uh, this is great. I think this is fine. Uh, EE claims to run the largest and fastest mobile network in the UK uh, with 4 and 5G technologies, broadband services. I don't know that from Adam. Uh, I know that T-Mobile, AT&T, Sprint, Verizon Wireless all say they've got the best, the fastest, the biggest, whatever. I don't care. The point is, this is another 10-year deal that Microsoft is inking. Hey, we're gonna we're not gonna exclude you uh, from this front. Then they they sign this deal, similar to the Booster Roy GeForce Now. At the same time, they're expanding PC Game Pass to 40 plus countries. Uh, again, good news. This is gonna include EA Play for Game Pass Ultimate members. PC Game Pass is incredible. I'm kind of delving into that realm as I now have a PC and uh, goodness gracious, there's a lot of value in PC game pass that I knew about, but didn't understand. And now I'm even seeing that it's cool yeah. to see this stuff happening. It doesn't really affect me. We have to talk about it on an Xbox show, but it does showcase a willingness of Microsoft to get their content everywhere. That's the point. We, you know, Minecraft legends, we spent 25, 30 minutes talking about it. That's on multiple platforms. We know call of duty is going to be multiple platforms to me. It's good news cool gotta acknowledge it love it don't think it affects us in our day-to-day -day. that's my take what's yours i think this is really good um it's it's clear that like they're thinking microsoft is is inking deals with a lot of different streaming companies and a lot of different other companies like nintendoid or nintendo nintendoid i was reading boosteroid, boosteroid. and thinking nintendo um yeah. but they're doing a lot of these deals and i think the reason for it is because they're looking to position game pass as in general as a store interface that they want to push out like i think they want their own apple store i think they want their own google store um they want to be a hub that is just everywhere. It's on TVs, you know, it's on a streaming stick, it's on their consoles, it's on their PCs. And seeing them take like P PC Game Pass and expand it to 40 more countries. First off, that's awesome. Secondly, there's plenty more countries that weren't on that list. Let me tell you, there's a lot of gamers out there that still don't have access to Game Pass in any shape or form. They have to VPN to this kind of stuff or go through street Steam, which I, I, I will say, kudos to microsoft for yeah. putting all their games on steam uh where's halo 5 um so it's nice to know that uh <laughs> they do they do their story that i have friends that are big halo fans they don't know what happens between four and halo infinite because they never played five because they don't have five um so i don't know just look it up i know i but <laughs> I they want to play through they I mean, it's, a, it's a fun playthrough. I will say Halo 5's campaign, fun playthrough. It is fun. But it's mechanically fun. It's not Halo fun. It's a different, it's not See, Halo, but it's, I feel, it's, it's I like feel the opposite. See, I actually oh, I, feel the, I thought the story was, I was there for the story as weird and kooky as it was. Um, but the mechanics were the thing where I was like, I don't really like doing them. I don't like doing the squad based thing. I, so I'm glad. That's what I'm saying is it doesn't oh, feel like Halo. Gotcha. But the mechanics are all good. It, okay. But they don't feel like Halo. Like if you play Halo Five in a bubble a vacuum, you got a good game. If yeah. you're a Halo fan going for a Halo experience, you are not getting what you are signing up for. Um, however, the vehicle missions are 
fire. Yeah, the vehicle cool. missions are really fun. Uh, getting off topic, but um, the, them doing 10-year deals to me says that they want to build relationships with other companies where they can start to kind of say like, hey, you know, we've done a really great job uh, fostering this this uh, rapport with you. Um, we've got this 10-year commitment for Call of Duty. Uh, and, and we want to see what do you think about putting Game Pass on your service as well, too? Can we put a can we put a little app on your on your service and say like hey if you want game pass because i think uh jez gordon just installed um windows 11 or 10 one of the two onto his steam deck or yeah stream stream deck i think it's it's steam deck it's uh, Steam Deck, yeah yeah i so didn't know he, if you're like logitech g cloud i couldn't tell what you meant no yeah so he he put it on his steam deck and he's got um xbox game pass games running natively off of his steam deck and i'm like First off, that's weird. Why didn't, why didn't, I guess it's because you have, you have Game Pass and you don't have to buy all those games through Steam. Um, but it's, it's something that I think people want access to. People want access to Game Pass wherever they want. And yeah, you can do it on your, you can do it on your phone if you really want to, but not a lot of people like doing it on their phone. Um, so it's nice to see like, this is kind of where things are going. Like Microsoft is continuing to build out this service. Um, whether or not that will benefit all gamers, uh, remains a question to what, you know, what is their first party content going to look like? Cause that's the main draw for a lot of this is like, you're getting all of the first party content. If the first party content isn't landing well, then the quality of the service is devalued because your games are not hitting the high marks as they, as the exclusives on other consoles. So you got to be careful about that. So, okay. You bring up a point that, um, I was arguing with Joseph Moran of the trophy room, uh, he said, with this news of Redfall, this makes Game Pass just okay. And I don't know that I agree with that. I think Game Pass is still... I can see amazing. the sentiment, though. I see the sentiment. I agree with that. But, like, no. Like, I don't agree with that at all. The value is that, like... Yeah. And I, and I was arguing. I was like, how many ga- day and date games are you getting to try, to play, to experience? Like, um, shoot, Wo Long came out this year on Game Pass. And I don't know that that hit big, but the quality's there. Atomic Heart came out. People were able to make an informed decision based on playing it in game pass. And like you, then you look at uh hi-fi rush, you look at age of empires, you look at a lot of the first party stuff. Like there's a lot of goodness to be had there. And I don't agree with it, but I like the sentiment of, yeah, if your first party is just okay, yeah. um, then that does devalue the service because you're selling it on your service. Uh, like that's how you're selling it. Um, like I'm playing Ghostwire Tokyo, Logan, I'm loving that game. It's a seven or an eight. Yeah. It's a seven or an eight. And I'm having a blast with it, dude. Like I really am having a blast, but like I can see where a lot of people would have issues here and there. Sure. Um, but I like if, if Ghostwire Tokyo is indicative of the quality of games we're going to get from Xbox first party. Mm-hmm. That's not good enough. Yeah. But also I'm having a blast. So is it? The sentiment is the point that I'm making like, oh, okay. By that way of thinking, I I get it. Am I being hypocritical? Am I speaking to the inequality or the inequality of expectation, the inequity? Yeah, I I think Game Pass is still a great value. It is still 100% worth getting if you like to jump into games that you are on the fence for. Because mm-hmm. that's exactly what Game Pass does well. Is it it allows you to play games that you normally wouldn't spend the money for? Because like there's gonna be games you know you're just gonna buy. 
I'm just going to buy Jedi Fallen Order. That's why it's not going to be on Game Pass because mm-hmm. they know it's going to sell well. I know that I'm going to uh, buy um, Diablo 4 if I didn't already have it gifted to me. Like I knew that that was going to be a thing. So if right. it were going to come to Game Pass, I, I yes or no, like if it was on Game Pass, then at least I have access to it on my Xbox, but I'm already going to have it on my PC. So I'm not worried about that. But there's going to be games that you know you're going to buy. There's right. the games that you want to try, but you don't want to fork out the cash, which is why I think Dead Island 2 should be on Game Pass because it is a perfect game for those that want to jump in with their friends and play through that aren't going to want to shell out the shell out the 60, 70 bucks for it when it comes out because everyone's going to have to do that. So that was a deal that I think is missed for Game Pass. Kind of like how we think Exo Primal is a perfect game for Game Pass in July from Capcom. Like that's a great Game Pass game. Um, if they aren't hitting those highs, then I think that's where we start to question like, okay, well, how valuable is, is Game Pass? And if we do that too much, that's when we start to run into that situation where it's like, okay, well, is Game Pass still the best deal in gaming? And and that's where you have to be careful because there's a, a there's a line here that says this is the value of Game Pass. It is 100% getting. And then there's the line here that says we trust Microsoft to continue to bring ex- exclusives to Game Pass day and date that are really good experiences. Mm-hmm. And the more we start to lose trust, the slower that line gets closer and closer to that other line, which is the this is still the best gaming or the, the best deal in gaming. And if that line eventually crosses over, well, then we're going to start to question. Right. So you got to be careful with the trust of the gamers that you're that you have right now, because you have a lot of goodwill and you have a lot of trust. You just got to make sure that the studios have the time and understand the assignment when it comes to delivering these experiences on Game Pass. I'm curious to know this is a a reference. Hello. My dog is looking at me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she's like, hey, buddy. Um, curious to know if ABK goes through, if any of those studios will be assigned to support roles. Because um, I think Xbox needs like a, a a mercenary support studio. All right, you're going here now. You're going to help them. You're going to go help them. I don't know if those <sighs> exist already, but like they I think do, that needs to happen more prominently. That's not an easy thing, though. Um, it's one. No, of the- no, I, I think it's easy. I, I actually make a podcast for a living. It'd be really easy <laughs> for a developer to do that. Um, so yeah. many times, so many times I hear from devs um, where they say, like, you know, you can't just throw money at a problem because people coming in there is, is like a six month experience to get them ramped up to where they're comfortable with what's going on in production. And that's a lot of stints that you could be developing and iterating on if you just gave yourself more time before release right um and that kind of brings me into the next thing which is is the ubisoft now or ubisoft plus uh news that we got this week (laughs) because i actually (laughs) i thought that this was something that and and nowhere had anyone said this but i always assumed that ubisoft plus was going to be something that was tacked in like ea play for game pass (laughs) okay okay (laughs) I made a joke about this on Twitter. <laughs> Dude, some people did not get it. People were in my mentions for two days calling me a shill, telling me I was dumb. Uh, 
because I was like, oh, rough day for Xbox. No game, no Ubisoft plus Xbox game. I was laughing at how like inflammatory people were being like Xbox is dead. Red falls 30 frames and now Ubisoft. <laughs> I was like, oh, OK, come on. Um, but people did not get the joke, which, you know, yikes. So let's talk about Ubisoft plus because yeah. there is no bundle with Game Pass Ultimate. No like, hey. Combine the services, 25 bucks total. None of that's happening. It's not like EA Play where it's baked in. Ubisoft was clear about this from the get-go. They said this is not part of Game Pass Ultimate, not part of Game Pass. Still surprises me they don't have some sort of partnership or whatever. Uh, but Ubisoft was clear from the beginning. Now, it's out on Xbox consoles. Ubisoft Plus is. It's yeah. available for $18 a month. Boy, that's a lot. That is a lot that's more than Game Pass Ultimate. Yeah. Caveat, uh, if you've never played a lot of the Ubisoft games, there's some really good games in that list. And I put them in our notes if you if you feel like pulling them up. I mean, there is a lot of stuff. All the Assassin's Creeds are in there. Uh, casual games like Uno and, and Boggler in there. All the Far Cries, the Gold Edition versions of uh, them. Yes. The Rayman games are in there. The South Boggle. Park games. Family <laughs> Feud. I mean, those, Grow those, up. If you are, if you're a, a family that's never played these games like there's some good stuff there the <laughs> rabbits games um one of my favorites the the forgotten starlink love that game um but the thing is like even the watchdogs are in there but the thing is so many of these games have been available for so long have been on sale for like six to ten dollars at various points in their lifetime yeah. that I'm not sure who it's for. Again, like Ghost Recon Wildlands, I love that game. Far Cry 3 and 4, I love that game. Uh, Assassin's Creed Black Flag, uh, Assassin's Creed Origins and Odyssey, I love those games. Rayman Legends, I love that game. South Park uh, Games. South Park Games the, are really the good. The Fractured Butthole. <laughs> right. Uh, Starlink, Watch Dogs. Like, I, I really love those games, but I have played them, and I have bought them for pennies on the dollar at various points to play them yeah and i'm just confused as to why someone would pay 18 dollars a month for this unless they were a new customer it doesn't feel like there's an incentive to to get it if you've played this because like really and truly and not to be a, like you played a one far cry game you played them all you played most assassin's creed games yeah, you played but, other assassin's creed games yeah you know what but I mean? they don't have Giancarlo Esposito in in all of them you know you're you're only going to get him in in one good one Ubisoft games can be very high quality but once you've played one you feel like you've played a number of them they're formulaic and I'm again I'm okay with that <laughs> like I am okay dude I will get the same pizza every week and be happy yeah and I'm down with it and like Ubisoft is pizza even bad pizza is good pizza and when it's good mm. pizza, it's great pizza, but it's still mm. pizza. No, I don't I passed do that. on Costco pizza the other day because uh, I was just, I know it's, it's got a shelf life of like 30 minutes. The, um, the problem that I have with this is this looks bad compared to across the, the street over at, over at PlayStation and, and hear me out. Okay. I will convince Luke one day to, to make the PlayStation plus podcast where we'll, 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 <laughs> wax poetic about all things playstation but 
if I'm, you not, go- I'm not an anti place I love PlayStation. No, I, I know. That's why I'm saying. Like, we, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta make that podcast. You know, the Xbox trophy room always, jo- or the PlayStation trophy room always jokes about making the Xbox Xbox the achievement, achievement hall. hall. Yeah, yeah. So we'll we'll make the PlayStation Plus podcast at some point. Um, but the, the PlayStation expansion pass. <laughs> no, it has to be. It has to be like the plus. It has to be like the uh, the the system that they. Use. The, uh, so the reason I'm bringing it up is PlayStation Plus has like all of the Assassin's Creed games on there. Does so it? why okay. am I going to spend eighteen dollars a month to get access to all the Assassin's Creed games on Ubisoft Plus, which is offered on PlayStation as well too? They do have it over there. Um, but it? why am I going to play pay you know the eighteen thousand like for $18 a month, you could buy, because um, I think, and, and maybe you could whack, you can kind of kind of vamp for me here while I look this up, but I'm pretty sure Xbox has a sale going on right now that does have Ubisoft titles. And I'm trying cheap. to think like, cheap. how many how many games? Go ahead. Uh, well, yeah, they're really cheap. That's kind of my point is pennies on the dollar. Ubisoft games decrease in value almost immediately. Uh, they, they go down, they will launch at 60, $70 and then go down to 40 within a month. And that's the nature of Ubisoft games. And I think Ubisoft has given me hours and hours and hours of enjoyment for sure. But the trajectory that they have shown themselves to be going in is not one that I am supportive of the way that they expanded Valhalla was not quite predatory, but it felt like it could have been. The way they're managing Skull and Bones, uh, I can't talk about that. <laughs> you are you uh, you can't talk about it. I can't uh, I can't I can't talk about what I know, but gotcha. I I will say that I don't think I don't know that that game is going to hit, and I think a lot of people have that same sentiment. It's not. But, I interviewed the creative director for Season Gaming. Like, yeah, it's not like that. That game is a failure. It, it is already a failure, which is a, a shame. And I look at. Ubisoft's trajectory and they were at their best when they were fending off the Vendi. It's true. It's so true. It is. And Microsoft is supposed to be, was at their best when they were battling PlayStation. And now it feels like they're battling somebody else and they're not at their best. And so there's a, a problem with that. And, and I, while you're looking up something, I do want to read Anubis's question because he wrote in, uh, I said, I think a big topic is Ubisoft plus I will certainly not be subscribing. I already own most of those and they're way too expensive. I think a lot of people will have that mindset to only have the subscription when the new, a new game comes out so they can play it for one third the price. I mean, even then the games devalue so quickly. Ubisoft does like it's the opposite of Nintendo where they never devalue. Yeah. You know, when I like to buy Ubisoft titles is when they're on sale for like five to 10 bucks. Like that's my budget. Like right now. Okay. So if you want PlayStation plus you can get, all of the Assassin's Creed's, you can get uh, Unity, the Ezio Collection, Syndicate Origins, Black Flag, Chronicles China, Odyssey, Freedom Cry, Rogue Remastered, 3 Remastered, Chronicles Russia, Chronicles India, all on Game Pass or all on PlayStation Plus. Like those are all available right now. And that's just that's just the, the A's that I'm going through right now. So there's other games on there as well, too. If I want to buy Assassin's Creed games, now is not really the best time, but I can pick up Syndicate for nine bucks. I can pick pick up Valhalla for 20. I can pick up Odyssey for 60, which don't do. Um, or I could pick up uh, the the uh, Assassin's Creed uh, Antiquity Pack, which is a couple of the games for 25. Uh, they got the Axio collection on Xbox for 12. Um, you, you like... These games go on sale so often 
and, and the Far Cries are right there with them too, that for 18 bucks a month, yes, you're getting the expansions. Yes, you're getting the the discount on other games. Yes, you're getting, dis- you're getting uh, the discount on the microtransaction credits and stuff like that. Yes, you're getting monthly uh, credits for the different content. Like you're getting Ubisoft stuff um, all the time, which each month, but your own like they're putting out game by game by game by game but you can own all of these games and honestly the base experience is good enough mm-hmm. it really is you're getting a lot of content for as cheap as these get so i that's why i felt like this needed to be like a game pass ea play kind of thing like it right. just give me the base access the way playstation plus does for 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 their assassin's creed games give me access to the ubisoft plus stuff give me the the trials like i'm going to be trying out um uh, i think it was there was a, a i can't remember what it was there was something coming up that's on trial that i was going to do through game pass because they offer the trial through a play and i'm like oh, okay well i'll just i'll do that that's easy sure so i don't know i don't know why don't, why, why did they think that this would fly i don't know i don't know <laughs> you got me all right uh let's uh quickly move on because we're we're kind of arriving to our point here a couple small stories that came out this past week xbox keystone was spotted on phil's shelf again now this is a running joke about phil's shelf and i sometimes it's new sometimes it's not however it's been seen so many times uh that it continues to resurface so much so that major outlets bloomberg brad zams they're reporting on it i love that logan's shaking his head on this one it's not news um okay uh suicide squad <laughs> was delayed to 2024 uh logan was right yep called that one i am all about that game getting a delay but i will still be still be dead steadfast in my idea that i don't want to play as the villains and i'd rather they do single player but i hope they get on their vision and it's there alan wake 2 still arriving in 2023 uh remedy confirmed that yet again excited by that because i love alan wake um and i love remedy truth be told um I know we've talked about them because of Quantum Break not too long ago, but Alan Wake 2, Control, I'm all about it. So, yeah, uh, that is it for our small news stories. And we kind of pinged in listener questions throughout the show. Uh, Logan, it was a packed, packed week, a packed yeah. week. Um, I know next week we're going to have impressions of Dead Island 2. Been playing that. Um, I've been playing that for a bit now. Um I have an interview dropping on Wednesday for Stray Lights, and then the week after will be Sea of Stars, unless something else lands. But I've already recorded both of those, uh, which is exciting for sure there. Definitely. Um, Especially um, Sea of Stars. Yeah, a lot of people are really going to like that. Thierry has been on the show before, and he dropped a lot of really cool kind of, I don't know that you would call them news bombs, but are some really neat stuff that he shared with me. Uh, so I think people will enjoy that, but I want to put out the Strayed Lights interview alongside their launch. I want that because they're launching on the 25th, and I want to get that interview out ahead of time because that team was really cool. Um, I talked to to Alex and Max from from that team. So yeah, two really good interviews there that I'm I'm looking forward to. And I would, uh, if you missed it, Swordship went up last week, and those Swordship and the one I just did before that Road 96 Mile Zero, um, small small teams, small small games. And so I always love spotlighting those interviews because they don't get the views and whatnot, but it's all about the passion of the creator. And that to me is worth doing next to the Redfall interviews, next to the Hi-Fi Rush, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah. yeah. Good interviews. Make sure you guys go check them out for sure. Um, yeah. 
I'm I'm really excited about that. I, I, I we can talk about the uh, Sherlock Holmes next week if we don't have a whole lot going on because I've been playing through that. Cool. Um, which is my first Sherlock game, so I've never never played the original version of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was really interesting to go through this and kind of see like what a Sherlock Holmes game is. Um, mm-hmm. Spoilers: I love puzzles, and this had good puzzles. So uh, nice. we'll we'll talk a little bit about that. And you also have been playing Infernax, right? Yeah, that's a man. I don't know. Do we have time for for that? Uh, we do not. But let's let's talk okay. about it next week because we had Mike DeCarm on the show for Infernax, uh, and that was awesome. That was that was like like a year ago at this point. Yeah. Uh, and then they just did their Do or Die uh, expansion, yeah. right? That's what you've been do, playing. Do is in like uh, two in two. French. Do or the, Die. It's very the funny. French. The French. So, yeah. But yeah, good stuff coming along there. Um, Logan, please let our amazing listeners know uh, how they can support you uh, and what you're doing with Hall lately. Uh, just head over to Sea of Thieves. Play the game. Uh, let me know what you think. We just got um, a patch that finished up uh, New Golden Sands Outpost. Uh, it has been renamed and the statue has been revealed. It's a beautiful, beautiful outpost. So definitely, um, if you if you like the style of Sea of Thieves, just go check that out. Uh, I'll be talking about it and uh, all the stuff that we got for this this latest patch um out on this week's episode of Keelhauled podcast that's the sea of thieves podcast that i do so if you like sea of thieves and you like hearing about pirates i talk about pirates every monday so jump out there for that otherwise you can find me um in the patreon discord as well um hanging out there chatting with all the other patrons uh about games and all fun stuff like that um and then over on twitter at c-a-p-t underscore l-o-g-u-n there you go you can find me on Twitter at Insipid Ghost. Shout out again to our patrons in Discord. You guys make my day amazing. We crossed a Patreon goal internally. We crossed nice. over 20 patrons, yep, which is pretty darn cool. Um, so really, really appreciative and grateful for them. So yeah. If you build it, they will come. Yep. And if you want to support the show and you Patreon's not your jam, money's tight, or you just it's not really for you, drop a review over on your podcast platform of choice uh take a screenshot of that review because close to the jedi i think we're gonna do a jedi giveaway i think i want to yeah. do that so all right guys that's it for us have a great rest of your week take care Bye.